eating within those first 30 to 60 minutes and just being really present with my hunger and honoring that has made such a drastic difference with my health. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you are doing well and that your day is off to an amazing start. I am diving into metabolism today and really just want to break down how to really understand if your metabolism is trashed and how to understand if it's thriving. I think that this term is really thrown around a lot now in the health and wellness industry. We are hearing a lot about like the pro metabolic diet. And, you know, for me, metabolism has always been such an area of interest for me because metabolism really is connected with your thyroid. Your thyroid is your metabolic igniter. And being somebody that has Hashimoto's and has had issues with hypothyroidism over the years and working with, you know, hundreds of clients that have been dealing with a sluggish thyroid and autoimmune Hashimoto's, it's really just been this area of interest for me and just really wanting to dive in and understand it on a deeper level and also to have to help you understand it on a deeper level. And so here we are talking about ways that you can restore your metabolism. And I'm going to dive into about five different simple strategies that can really help you to optimize your metabolism. And again, that also means optimizing your thyroid because it all goes hand in hand. And I think that, you know, when it comes to like the mainstream health industry, we think of metabolism and we instantly think of fat loss and we think of weight loss. And yes, I mean, that definitely plays a role for sure. Um, but metabolism is really describing all metabolic processes in the body. So this means your immune system. This means your sex hormones. This means your body's ability to detoxify. This means your digestion, fertility, like it means a lot of things. And so it's not just about fat loss. Of course, that does play a role with your metabolic health, but a, you know, sluggish metabolism isn't just going to inhibit fat loss. It's actually going to drive down all these other metabolic processes in the body. And so if we can really, you know, from this understanding, if we can really see it in that way, we can really start to redefine health as a thriving metabolism, right? Um, it's not just fat loss. It's, it's so many other things. And so again, I'm just so interested in this because I've dealt with it personally. And I'm not sure how I actually feel about the term like pro-metabolic. The, the term that comes to mind and, and the term that I've been trying to really get out there is creating metabolic wellness. And I don't know, that one just sits really, really well with me. And so that's really what I'm on a mission to do here is help women achieve metabolic wellness because 
that is all metabolic processes. And that also means that we've got a thriving thyroid an optimized thyroid, optimized sex hormones. And especially as we start to age and we get into like our mid thirties and we have this hormonal decline. And that's, this is when a lot of women start to experience issues with their cycles and with, you know, brain fog and digestion and weight gain. Um, and that sluggish thyroid starts to really show up and this compound effect of stress that really starts to show up. You know, we have so many symptoms that happen that start to really present themselves in their mid thirties, you know, in those perimenopausal years to even think that, oh my God, in your mid thirties, you can start to experience perimenopausal symptoms, but yes, it's totally true. You really, really can. And so let's talk about, you know, how to really understand if your metabolism is trashed and how to really understand if it's thriving. And then we're going to dive into some simple strategies and things that you can include to really optimize the metabolic processes in your body. Sleep is a really big priority of mine because if we're not sleeping, we're not healing. And I really want to do everything I can to help you guys get a great night's sleep because I know how good it feels to wake up feeling refreshed and rested. I take magnesium and melatonin every night before bed, but there's been nothing that has gotten me over a two and a half hour sleep score on my REM and my deep sleep the way that reishi mushroom has. Now I've used other reishi mushrooms in the past. I've used reishi coffee. I'll take sometimes reishi during the day, but the chill reishi from Aversio Wellness I've been taking religiously for these past three months and my sleep scores are on fire. I track my sleep scores with my aura ring and every single night, my REM and my deep is beyond two and a half hours. I wake up feeling so refreshed and I don't wake up in the middle of the night to go pee. That is a huge sign of getting a really good quality deep sleep. What makes this product different is that it is a 15 to one reishi mushroom dual extract. What that means is it is highly therapeutic, and very high dose. So it's really high potency. It's a potent adaptogen. And Rishi, you've probably heard lots about it. It's great for your stress. It's great for immune support. But it really is going to offer you a lot of sleep support. So head on over to aversiowellness.com. Use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout. You can save 15% off site-wide. I'm a really big fan of it. And I cannot wait to hear how your sleep improves. If you're looking to increase resistance to stress and just really promote that calmness and optimize and support your nervous system, I highly recommend Rishi. I take two capsules before bed, roughly an hour or two before bed, right in the evening, and it has been amazing. So again, use the coupon code wellnesswitch over at aversiowellness.com to save 15% off site-wide. First off, let's talk about a trashed metabolism and what that actually means and what that is is going to symptomatically look like for you. So number one, I'm sure so many of us have experienced this, myself included, is that you feel really cold and especially your hands and your feet. So you are probably, and this is always the case for me, is like, I'm always in like, you know, socks and a hoodie and and, and whatnot, even in the summertime. But that's also because 
when the air conditioning comes on, it is damn cold in my house. And so I feel like I'm kind of always dressed like it's winter time because it's just cold. It's cold for like six months out of the year here in Canada. And then it's cold when we put the air conditioning on. But ultimately, outside of the air conditioning and, and the weather temperature specifically, if you are really feeling, you know, cold hands and cold feet, that can really be a sign of a sluggish metabolism. Also, your resting pulse is under 70 beats per minute. Um, now, the thing is with this one, this is typically, you know, the number that I have understood to be representative of a sluggish metabolism, but you could also be an athlete and have really amazing recovery and a resting pulse can be actually quite low. So this is one that I feel like can be very individual and really depend on the individual and their act, their level of activity. But typically a resting pulse under 70 beats per minute, um, that could be uh, pretty low. Uh, constipated and irregular bowel movements, this will definitely be a sign of sluggish metabolism. And again, the reason that is, is because our thyroid, like I said earlier, is our metabolic igniter. And when the thyroid slows down, all these other metabolic processes start to slow down, especially digestion. This is where we start to have more bloating, maybe more gas, and we are feeling more constipated um, and we're just not having regular bowel movement. So that is definitely a really big sign. Um, also, if you're starting to experience a lot of PMS and some more anxiety and mood swings, um, restless sleep, especially sleep where you are you're not really fully sleeping through the night and you are waking up numerous times to go to the bathroom, um, that's going to be a sign of sluggish metabolism as well as low energy and low libido. And then of course, lack of hunger and especially in the morning. So I always think back to when I was, you know, in, in well, elementary school and in high school, like growing up, I would wake up and I would be starving in the mornings, like starving. And I would wake up and I would eat. Like I could not go to school without a meal. And, um, you know, also my, my mother wouldn't let me leave the house without eating something. I was never that kid that could just, you know, wake up and go to school and just like eat something later. Um, I had to wake up and eat like right away. And, you know, that's such a sign of a thriving metabolism. Having those hunger markers are so key. And I think that we've really gotten into this space of really neglecting what it means to feel hungry and kind of suppressing those hunger symptoms because we've gotten so deep into the world of intermittent fasting. And listen, I, I think that Intermittent fasting can definitely serve serve its place, but when we are dealing with stress and low thyroid and sluggish digestion and we can't sleep and we have um, hormonal imbalances that are going on and issues with sex hormones and our period and our cycle and irregularity, when we have all of this happening, I definitely don't recommend fasting. I really, really don't. Your body needs calories. Your body needs fuel and it needs nutrition. And we are de depleting ourselves of that nutrition by denying those hunger symptoms and, and those hunger signs. So I really think that it's important to tune in to those signs and waking up in the morning and having a meal within 30 to 60 minutes 
is really, really key. It really, really is, especially if you're dealing with all those symptoms that I mentioned and you're just not feeling your optimal self. I I really do believe that intermittent fasting, yes, it serves a role, but it really is individual. And so I know for myself, and I have shared this before, that I was intermittent fasting for quite some time. And, you know, it served me well until it didn't. And I was waking up feeling really hungry. And then I would kind of suppress that um, by having some like black coffee in the morning or some water. And, and I wouldn't eat because I would have to wait till that like 16, 17 hour mark. And, you know, really what ended up happening over time was, well, it wasn't working for me. And I started to experience more and more symptoms, more anxiety, more issues with digestion, more headaches, my fatigue. Oh my God was just like next level. And that's when I was like, okay, I don't think this is actually serving me anymore. And I really need to honor these hunger signals and eat within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up. And let me tell you that alone has had such an impact on my overall energy and just overall hormonal health. Like being, just eating within those first 30 to 60 minutes and just being really present with my hunger and honoring that has made such a drastic difference with my health. So if you are trying to fit into this intermittent fasting box and feel like it is the thing you just have to do, you know, grant yourself some space and maybe it's not the thing that's working for you right now and try playing around with actually eating 30 to 60 minutes within waking up and let's see how that starts to serve you. So I know that that was a really big thing for me. And so those are some signs to really pay attention to, you know, if you have a trashed and sluggish metabolism, those are some of the signs and the symptoms. Okay, ladies, let's chat about beef liver. I know that might sound not so exciting and a little bit gross to some people. I totally get it. But a few weeks ago, I recorded an episode all about healing the thyroid using a food first approach. And one of the foods that I talked about was beef liver. And I got a lot of questions about supplementing with beef liver and which product I actually use. I am currently using the beef liver from Perfect Supplements. So their perfect desiccated liver is obtained solely from healthy grass-fed cows. And they truly believe that liver is a superfood, as do I. But really, in order for it to be beneficial, the liver must come from happy and healthy cows. And the cows that make up the perfect desiccated liver graze exclusively on rapidly growing grass that sprouts from rich Argentinian soil. The perfect cows are untouched by hormones and antibiotics, and they never come in contact with chemical fertilizers or pesticides or any other chemical contaminants. So the Perfect Desiccated Liver is really one of the healthiest liver supplements that you can find. I'm a really big fan of them. A lot of people believe that liver stores toxins when in fact the liver filters toxins and stores vitamins and minerals. Because of its function, liver is one of the most nutrient-dense superfoods in existence. It's going to help boost energy, support your immune system, boost metabolism, improve digestion, maintain healthy blood sugar levels, and it is going to support cardiovascular health as well as healthy cholesterol. Yes, it does a lot of things. And more importantly, it is going to provide you with a ton of mineral-rich nutrition. Head on over to perfectsupplements.com. 
you can use the coupon code wellnesswitch and that will save you 10% off your entire order site-wide. They have a ton of fantastic products and recently I've been ordering quite a bit from them and I absolutely love their quality. So again, perfectsupplements.com, use the coupon code wellnesswitch and save 10% off. Now, what about a thriving metabolism? That's obviously what we want. What does that actually look like? So number one, you are warm all day and you actually have a waking temperature of 97.8. So I do suggest that you start tracking your temperature. This has been something that I have been doing very regularly for quite some time now. And to be quite honest, my temperature is low. It's very, very low. And you know, if you have a low um, a low temperature, then you're going to start really feeling more of that low energy and that fatigue. Um, there can definitely be some issues showing, showing up around your cycle. I know recently I started having some issues with my cycle and it being a little bit longer than usual. And also like with weight gain or weight loss, that's going to be an issue as well, right? If you don't have this um, this heat in the body. And if your thyroid isn't functioning optimally, that temperature is going to be down and it becomes that much harder to actually burn fat. Now I've been lucky that my weight for the most part has actually been quite stable, but I do, I can find that I get into these, um, fluctuations. Like if I'm, and those fluctuations can definitely happen more so if I, I'm under a lot of stress, um, then my weight can definitely fluctuate like a good four to six pounds. Um, but overall, even with low temperature, um, I, I've been I've been able to really maintain my weight, um, but it's still something I'm really conscious of because I obviously want, I really want that heat in my body and I've been really working on getting that temperature up. So I'm, the tips I'm gonna share with you today are going to help you restore your metabolism and in turn really help to support that that waking temperature. So I would really um, suggest tracking your temperature. It's just the first thing that you do when you open your eyes in the morning, you know, reach over to your night, your night table and grab your thermometer, do your temperature, start tracking that. And then you could also track it during the day as well. I was doing that too, um, where I would track it, you know, after I eat a meal um, and just kind of pay attention to what this trend was looking like with my temperature throughout the day. Um, so also with a thriving metabolism, our resting pulse is anywhere between 70 to 90 beats per minute. Um, again, that's going to be very individual because um, based on like athletics and, and whatnot, um, that can that can definitely change. Uh, bowel movements, having regular bowel movements anywhere from one to three times a day. When we have clients that are going, you know, once a week, yes, that definitely happens. That is one of the most important things that we really need to start working on. Um, it's supporting digestion and in turn, you're really supporting metabolism as well and getting, um, more regular bowel movements. You have a healthy sex drive, you know, no PMS symptoms or very little PMS symptoms, nothing that is like debilitating. You have shiny, strong hair as well as nails, and you have for the most part, pretty steady energy all day. I would say that for the most part, my energy is actually really good. Yes, in my luteal phase and just kind of leading up to my period, it can shift a little bit for me, um, but overall my energy is, is pretty stable. And then your hunger, this is a really big sign of a thriving metabolism, is being hungry 
within 30 minutes of waking up. So those are signs of a thriving metabolism. So really start to pay attention to that as well as, you know, sluggish symptoms and the tips I'm going to share with you today are really going to help to optimize your metabolism. So let's talk about tip and strategy number one, and that is eating enough. So many of us are under eating and we are not getting in enough calories. And the thing is, sometimes we think we are getting in enough calories, but we're just, we're really not. And that was me for a very long time. I thought that I was eating enough food and I just, I really wasn't, I wasn't getting in enough calories. And the thing is, if you start to track your calories online or like with any apps or anything like that, they're not always that accurate. There, there can be a lot of just underestimating with your calorie needs. Um, but if you've never calculated your total daily energy expenditure, you can do that. Um, there is uh, a website you can go to called TD, so the letter T and then DEE. So that stands for daily energy expenditure. So TD, DEE, calculator.net. And that would be a really good place to just learn basically the bare minimum calories that your body needs in order to thrive. Obviously, it's going to be different if you are pregnant or you're breastfeeding. You're going to need to add some calories to that. Um, but overall, I think that regardless of the number that shows up in that calculator, you probably need to add some more calories to that. And, um, you know, there's a good chance that you really are under eating. And I do see this quite frequently, frequently with women, especially women who are trying to be really conscious of like losing weight. Um, and they're just eating like a lot of vegetables and salads and they're, which is great. I mean, getting in your greens and your fiber, but they're not actually getting in enough dense calories from like proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Um, so, uh, if you are, you know, under eating, if, if that's where you're at right now and you're not really getting in enough calories, you, maybe you just start small. And the last thing you want to do is like, you know, add on copious amounts of food and calories. You just start small. Maybe it means adding in an extra 500 to hundred, you know, here and there and spacing that out throughout the day. Um, it might mean adding in like, you know, an extra mini meal or snack or something like that. Um, and just starting really small, or, um, it might even mean, adding in 500 to hundred calories, uh, just a week, you know, not necessarily every day, but even just a week or every few days so that your body can start to adapt to that. Uh, so that is really strategy. Number one is eating enough food and making sure you're getting in enough calories. Just a quick interruption to chat about my favorite CBD oil from Eaton Hemp. I love using the extra strength full spectrum CBD oil, which is 1500 milligrams per ounce. If you're looking to include CBD into your routine and you're looking for some support with sleep or anxiety or even with PMS symptoms and discomfort and inflammation, this is definitely my go-to brand. It is certified organic, full spectrum, unfiltered, third-party tested. It's grown in the USA as well as processed and bottled in the USA. It contains organic hemp seed oil, full spectrum CBD. Head on over to eatenhemp.com check out their CBD oil options and use the code wellnesswitch for 20% off. Strategy number two is to make sure that you are eating in meals. So 
You've probably heard me speak about this before. You know, I'm not a huge fan of snacking because the more frequently that you eat throughout the day, the more you actually spike your insulin levels. However, if you are in a place where you are under eating and you're not getting in enough calories, you may actually need those snacks and you might need to eat every three to four hours, at least initially. But when I say eat in meals, instead of snacking and grazing, actually eat sufficient food at your meals. Your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner, they should be sufficient and they should sustain you so that you aren't actually starving, you know, an hour or two later. And so focusing on making sure you're eating in meals, you're getting in enough dense food and calories at those meals. And if you're in a place, like I said, where you are under eating and you need to bump up those calories a little bit, then instead of even thinking about like a snack per se, maybe you need like another additional meal, like a mini meal. Um, And so it might look like four meals for you throughout the day versus, you know, constantly snacking and grazing because that can be a little bit harder in your digestive system. If you're constantly eating and you're not giving your body this time to really digest food. And again, it can really, um, you know, wreak havoc on your, on your insulin as well. So just being conscious of that, but everybody is going to be different. So just pay attention to where you're at, how you're feeling. And if you really do need to snack on something and need food, pay attention to your hunger, honor that and, you know, eat when you need to. All right. So the third one is to actually balance out your macronutrients and just eating the right balance of food. And I think that, again, this is something that so many of us have really just been disconnected from because we have feared fat for so long. We've also feared carbs for a very long time. And, you know, with all the low carb and whatnot. And like, you know, for example, I do run a really amazing online program called the Metabolic Reset, and it is more of a higher fat, lower carb program. And that program does work really, really well for somebody who has been really overdoing it with carbohydrates and with sugar and is looking to really reset their body and kind of balance out their cravings, essentially, right? I don't want us to fear carbohydrates. I want us to eat the right carbohydrates. And then there's also this fine line of like really craving it and eating too much of it. So it's just finding this delicate balance of what works for you. So I find the metabolic reset works really, really well for women who are really overdoing it with sugar and with carbohydrates and their cravings are just like through the roof. Um, So balancing that out by eating a little bit more fat. And then once you've kind of done a little bit of that reset for a few weeks, then you can start to play around with, you know, increasing the carbohydrates a little bit and creating more of that macro balance. And so our body obviously has a preference on the type of fuel that it uses and what it's using for energy, which is carbohydrates. It is the number one source. So in terms of the percentage of carbs that will make up your meals and in your overall diet, it's really individual. Some people might need anywhere from like 40 to even 70% of their meals being carbohydrate, especially if you've been in a really depleted state a very stressed state, a very low thyroid state for a very long time. You've had maybe issues with like your period and your cycle and a lot of irregularity happening there. 
perhaps even fertility, um, infertility, then that's when I would really start to just pay a little bit more attention to how much carbohydrates you're eating. And you may need a little bit more, um, protein and fats, you know, again, this is going to be very individual. It can be anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40%. Um, typically sometimes a good macro breakdown overall could be 40, 40, 30. So, um, with 40 protein, 40 carbohydrates and 30% fat. So that could be a ratio that you kind of play around with. I also don't want you getting like so caught up in the macro breakdown. Um, I know that, I, I mean, for myself personally, oh my God, like tracking macros is just not my thing. I just kind of like to look at my plate and know that overall it's balanced with all the food on my plate. Um, and so that will look different for everybody, especially if you're like more athletic um, and there's a lot of energy output. Obviously that will look different if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. So you're gonna have to play around with some of these ratios. It's not set in stone. Your um, body will be, your body is going to be different than my body, right? Um, and so because your body is actually better able to utilize carbs as you restore your metabolism, um, I would just start slow with carbohydrates if you are coming from a low carb diet. So just be really conscious of that. If you've been like really low carb for a very long time, um, it might mean that you're starting with just like a quarter piece of like a fruit of, of an apple and you're just going really slow with that because it can be quite a shock to the body if you've been low carb and you also want to make sure you're conscious of like your cortisol and your insulin and your hormones and um, just not like overdoing it with it. So it, just start small and go low and slow. And, you know, really a well-balanced nourishing meal is going to consist of bioavailable protein. So uh, this could be like pastured eggs or some like grass-fed meat or something like that, as well as some saturated fat. So this could be some, you know, butter or maybe a little bit of coconut oil or something like that. It could even mean some organic grass-fed cheese or something and a really good, easily digestible carb. So um, Typically, fruits digest really, really well. So you're going to play around with this balance and find what works for you. All right. Strategy number four is being conscious of stress and really reducing our stress. And I know that this is easier said than done, but in order to support our metabolism, we need to support our thyroid. And in order to support the thyroid, we actually need to keep our stress hormones in check. Because our stress hormones and our adrenals and our thyroid, they have such a delicate relationship with each other. So we want to manage our stress by living a low toxin lifestyle, getting plenty of sleep, spending time in nature and getting sunlight exposure. We want to be conscious of our energy output and not doing like high intensity cardio and intense exercises. Again, especially if we're coming from a depleted state and we want to make sure we're drinking enough water and that we're hydrated, we are limiting our blue light exposure, uh, we are minimizing 
exposures to electromagnetic fields and, you know, turning off the Wi-Fi at night. That is definitely something that we do in our house. We just have what's called like a kill switch. And um, basically it's just a little switch that we can turn off at night and it and it turns off all the Wi-Fi. And um, so these are some things that really can help to reduce stress. And obviously like these are the things that's going to help your body thrive. And these are some of the things that we really do have control over. But some of the other areas of stress that isn't so easy to, you know, eliminate, obviously, are jobs, right? Um, maybe you're caring for, you know, a sick parent right now or elderly, some, you know, someone in your family or a child or, you know, you're busy at home because you've got three kids running around. Like, of course, these things are stressful and we can't just instantly eliminate them which is why we have to focus on all these other pieces like nourishing our body, hydrating, movement, sunlight, uh, reducing those uh, EMFs. Like these are the things that are really, really important because then it creates this compound effect. If we are you know, caring for somebody that's sick or we've got kids at home and um, we have like no time for ourselves and we are you know, overdoing it with Wi-Fi and fast food, and we're not focusing on sleep, and we're not getting outside, then it starts to become this like real compound effect. And this is when we start to feel really shitty really quickly. So really start to minimize those things that we do have control over. And again, I know it's easier said than done, but really optimizing adrenal health and reducing stress is going to support your thyroid and in turn, that's going to optimize your metabolic rate and just your overall metabolism and metabolic health, or I should say metabolic wellness, which is the term that I, I've been really loving lately. All right. So uh, a few things to also keep in mind with stress is that, you know, a stressed out body is not going to do very well with alcohol and processed foods. Um, also eating, like if you're eating a lot of raw veggies and raw greens, like, listen, I love my salads, but I can only do so much of it because it is a lot for my digestive system to work. And if you've got this sluggish metabolism and sluggish thyroid, it means you have sluggish digestion. So we really want to be conscious of the food that we're eating and obviously how we're chewing our food, because it can, especially something like raw greens, if we're overdoing it with that, it can be quite hard to break that down. Um, so just being conscious of that, because a stressed out body is going to have a really hard time processing that, um, as well as alcohol, even things like nuts and seeds, if you're consuming high amounts of those, um, it can be a lot for your body to digest. So I know that when I went AIP at the autoimmune paleo protocol many years ago, and I had to eliminate nuts and seeds. Um, it actually made a drastic difference, a drastic difference for me. And since then I bring them in back into my diet, but very rarely, like sure. I may bake with like almond flour, um, or I might add some like walnuts into like carrot muffins or something like that. But I used to snack on nuts and seeds and I do not do that anymore. Like I actually can't remember the last time I just picked up a handful of like almonds. I don't do that anymore. So when I eliminated them on the AIP protocol, like it really made 
quite the improvement to my digestive system. And uh, so since then, it's just not been a staple in my diet. But like I said, I do include it in certain ways, but I don't snack on them. And um, maybe outside of like some almond butter that I might have every now and again, I'm pretty conscious of just of not overdoing it with them. And nuts specifically, I feel can be a lot harder on digestion. Seeds are a lot um easier on digestion, especially something like hemp seeds and hemp hearts. Um, those are really fantastic. So those I do really, really well with. Um, also if you like pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds, but specifically being conscious of like the nuts and not really overdoing it on them. They can also be very high in omega-6s. So we really want to be conscious of that because omega-6 can be very pro-inflammatory. So just being conscious of, of our omega-6 intake. Okay. And then our last strategy is to build muscle. And this is so important and it's going to be really helpful in restoring our metabolism and strength training is just fantastic. So do not fear lifting weights, ladies. And the more muscle you have, the more fat your body is actually going to burn at rest. So a consistent weight lifting routine is one of the best ways to build lean muscle tissue and to optimize our metabolism. It's also one of the best ways to support insulin and cortisol and sex hormones. And it's also going to be really fantastic for supporting our bone density. So we really want to be conscious of just not overdoing it with excessive cardio. Um, so I would really start to incorporate strength training at least a good three days a week and, um, you know, increase that weight as needed and as tolerated. And then also tracking your temperature and your pulse pre and post workout to make sure that they're not actually decreasing because this is a really great way to monitor how well your body is handling your workout. So if you're, you know, taking your temperature pre and post and you find that it's actually starting to decrease, then maybe it means you need to cut back a little bit. Maybe it means you need to um, go a little bit slower. So what I mean by that is like when I'm lifting weights and I lift weights at least a good three to four days a week, I'm not doing it in this like hardcore fast way. Like I'm doing it in a very controlled manner and it's like low and slow. I'm not moving very fast. I'm being really conscious of my muscles and like, you know, time under tension. And um, I'm not trying to like, move in a way where I'm like, okay, I got to lift these weights and like do it quickly so that I can also like get my heart rate up and cardio and like, no, I'm just here to lift the weights and I'm moving at a rate that feels really great for me. Now, mind you, obviously there are times during my cycle where I have more energy. And so I can move a little bit faster and I get my heart rate up and I can, you know, do my kettlebell swings and I feel really great. And then there are other times in the month where my energy more like in my luteal phase is a little bit on the lower side and I'm not going to push it and force it. I'm going to lift weights, but I'm not going to do it in a way that's going to exhaust me. So this is why actually tracking temperature can be really, really great. And if it is decreasing, it can really be a sign that, um, you know, maybe, you know, it can be a sign of how well your body is handling that workout. And so, um, just, you know, start tracking and that can just be a really good indication for you and something that you can monitor. So 
Those are five strategies that you can implement today to restore your metabolism and optimize your metabolism. Just to go over those real briefly again is to number one, eat enough food and make sure that you're not underdoing it with calories. Two is to eat in meals and to eat more often if that is something that is needed for you. Number three is balancing out your macronutrients appropriately and eating in the right balance. Number four is reducing stress. And number five is building muscle. So I really hope that that gives you some strategies that you can go and implement today and start to build and create metabolic wellness for yourself. It is just alarming to me the amount of women that I see struggling with low thyroid output and all the crazy symptoms that come with that. Like I said, sluggish digestion, brain fog, mood instability, anxiety, and constipation, and weight gain, feeling really cold, not sleeping well. Like there are just so many symptoms that are associated with this. And I really want us to reconnect to our bodies and start honoring the signs that our body is giving us and not to undermine them. Or like I said earlier, try to fit into this box because it's the cool thing to do like intermittent fasting or water fasting or something like that. If you're in a really depleted state and you've got these symptoms going on, it's really important to eat food and to honor these signals that your body is sending you. And once you get into a place where you feel more stabilized and you know, hormone levels are looking good and blood work and everything is looking good, then maybe you can play around with some of these other things. But um, I think for the most part, it's actually doing a lot of us a disservice um, by trying to fit into these, you know, crazy fad diets and whatnot. And um, so, yeah, that's why I wanted to share this episode with you today. I am definitely working on a metabolic guide that you guys can download soon. So I will let you know when that's available with some great recipes in there and um, just kind of going over some of these tips and diving a little bit deeper into temperature and pulse as well. So I'll be sharing that with you guys soon. So when that's available, you can grab it. And uh, I am working on a program specifically around thyroid health and metabolic health. And again, just doing a much deeper dive into all of this. And I haven't really laid out the complete structure of what it will all look like, but I think that there's a lot of misinformation around this area and um, just not a lot of support in terms of, you know, how we really restore metabolism. And I think that just going back to what I said earlier is that, you know, in the mainstream health industry, we hear metabolism and we think of fat loss and and weight loss. And it's so beyond that. So if we really want to optimize our metabolism and just our metabolic health, it goes way beyond just weight loss. And I really want women to have the tools to, to be able to optimize their, their metabolic well-being. So Thank you everybody for being with me today. I hope this really resonated with you. And if there's anybody that you feel can benefit from this information, I would love it if you can share it with them. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will chat with you all next week. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.